All right, hello, good evening, welcome back to Loud Group. I'm Dane. Hi guys, I'm Rose, and today we have the amazing Felipe Watana coming from to you from Brisbane, Australia. How you doing? Yo, Kyoto guys, I'm good, man. How are you guys? Yeah, good. So, I guess um, we just kind of had a bit of a pre-chat, and turns out we've all lived in China. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we have. And um, I, I think maybe some of the conversation uh, that we have today could revolve around what it means to be an expat out there and kind of what the lifestyle is like a little bit and how that kind of, uh, you know, teaches us a little bit more about what it means to be kind of like an alien who's just kind of allowed to do whatever we want whenever we want. I feel like we're really seen as a... Um, as kind of like a like an extra literally an extra extraterrestrial being yeah. in a way um and yeah, also yeah. And also, yeah and also freedom you know we have a diff there's different um ideas and concepts of freedom depending on where you live um and i think we are very fortunate yep. as western people um to be able to have the freedom to actually place ourselves in different parts of the world so that we can experience that so um phil you and i go back many many years um and when we first met you were predominantly a dancer and and i'm quite interested in you know your transition from dancer into filmmaker writer creator extraordinaire um actually happened while you were living in shanghai for five years so can you i guess i divulge a little bit as to um, how being in China and what you built in China for yourself um, really set you up uh, creatively to be on your next um, era, I guess, um, of life in a way. That was sorry, very broad, but um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was really, really broad. But you know, I, I feel like you know, like, if, a lot of questions. Yeah, answer them all at once. No, but you know, I think maybe being in Shanghai for so long. Um, maybe pushed you into building something and figuring something out that you may not have done necessarily if you were in your home country. Um, so yeah, how absolutely, did you kind of navigate yeah. that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so look, I think a really just kind of quick way of doing it um, is maybe just giving a little bit of a brief of, um, of my background as a dad. And so, so I, uh, I mean, oh gosh, I feel like I've been dancing for probably almost 20 years now. I started very late, so I'm 40 now. So I was almost 20 by the time I got into it for the very first time. Uh, um, so I'm originally from New Zealand. I moved to Australia in 2003, um, where I began my dance career. And then um, after a number of years, yeah, I got to audition for So You Think, where I got to meet the lovely Rose. Um, <laughs> that was an time. adventure and a half. Um, <laughs> it was. It was. But no, Rose, Rose just blew my mind um, straight away. And it was great. And we've kept the connection since. I absolutely love that. Um, so yeah, look, that, that career brought a lot of great opportunities for me to travel around the world. Um, and, uh, you know, I was able to do a lot of contracts overseas and the very last one, um, is the one that in particular took me to China. So I got a contract offer over there in, uh, 2014. Um, and that was actually, <laughs> it was kind of like doing a job where actually where my career began. So when I first got into dance, I actually was like, just go go dancing in a nightclub in Brisbane. 
Um, and the China contract was to dance in a nightclub and Chiang Mai. So it was like, <laughs> great, my career is going to end the same way it started. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah. so but we all know what the right of the dancer is like, right? I mean, as like with anything else. That's when arts, you know you've made um, it. Got... <laughs> I know, I know. I was just like, I, it was like a really embarrassing fist pump I had to do, you know? <laughs> But, um, you know, yeah, it's, oh, it's a life of the arts. You just got to take the work and, and we live from contract to contract. So um, I, I shamefully said yes. <laughs> so that was all fine. Um, so, yeah, so I ended up over there um, and it was a very easy show, just dancing with artists, a whole bunch of dancers um, from around the world. Very, very interesting um, position that... I had there. I uh, obviously that was kind of my first time living um, in an Eastern country, and and in particular a communist country. Um, it's definitely, I think, like as as a tourist or as an expat living in China, um, it can be the kind of place where I think for a lot of expats, kind of explained the same way. It's kind of like a love hate relationship. You either go to China and you really love a lot of things about it, and you can kind of um, learn to get away with their or learn to live their way of life, um, you know, and then just enjoy your time there. Or you either go there and you rebel because you're very kind of set in your Western ways um, and you kind of find, you know, the transition very tough and you end up leaving. So um, fortunately, I wasn't the latter. Um, so, yeah, look, I mean, China to me is... I went through a hate relationship with it for probably the first few years. Um, but there are so many, so, so many beautiful things actually that communism can teach you. Um, yeah, I would have to agree and 100% with that. Yeah, um, you know, and, and I think a lot of people, it's very easy for them to, having never been or never lived in a place like China and being in the comfort of their own Western world and being able to look at a place like China and kind of um, blame it in any which way or form, you know, whether that's regards to, um, you know, capitalism or um, racism or anything like that. But until you've actually been there and, and lived there and lived the Chinese way, um, you know, in my opinion, if you've got something to negative to say about it, just shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Um, you know? So on, yeah. on that note, and, actually, and to be honest, yeah. Philippe, I had, a, I had a question about actually about this. So, um, just for those of us, you know, just for those of us listening, um, who don't understand China, who don't get the lay of the land, who don't understand how it works, who don't understand how you just kind of have to shut your mouth and get <laughs> things done sometimes. Um, how would you, how do you feel like uh, potentially, you know, leading into a discussion about how you've led yourself from dance into other creative fields, like how has kind of like, or how have kind of your lessons within working within China and working within kind of the, the, the Chinese business scheme and the way that that all works, um, how has that kind of influenced the way that you take things on board or has that kind of affected the way that you, uh, the way that you perceive your discipline when it comes to your work and so on? Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, so how the trend, I mean, for me, like, uh, so yeah, dance has been a part of my life for like 20 years. 
Um, and I actually did a contract, a dance contract in France during uh, 2012 to 2014. During the time there is actually when I kind of felt internally as an artist that dance just wasn't really enough for me. Like I wasn't, I wasn't being, it didn't allow me to be as creative as I wanted to be. So that's kind of when I first got the bug. So, you know, fortunately, fate played its way. Um, and then I got the, the China offer and then ended up there. So the kind of thing that I felt with China, um, their, their perspective and they're, they're really actually so much more open-minded than a lot of Westerners are. So it's why a lot of Westerners flock to, um, you know, places like China to be able to try and start new business, um, you know, and try new things is because the Chinese mindset, I think particularly now, maybe not necessarily, you know, a number of years ago, um, but they're very open to anybody being anything that they want there. So you can, you can be living in a place like China and be a dancer slash model who tomorrow can be a personal trainer just because <laughs> why they not look good. <laughs> yeah you know, not necessarily because they're qualified on paper and vice versa with anything you know i i had a lot of friends within the arts there um a lot of models who were suddenly becoming personal trainers just because they had good weibo followers now <laughs> of course that plays into like the quality of what people can provide there's always going to be that question and you know uh china is known for producing lots of low quality things um that come out of their country mm-hmm. but respective of that like the point of entry is very easy you know and it's and because of their open-mindedness mentality they won't necessarily judge and critique like we do um but that still makes it very easier for things to kind of like i said the, the point of entry or the or the the barrier for people to be able to explore and try new things is a lot easier yeah, so that's kind of how yeah. i was able to make um the transition over there because i was getting onto TV commercials and doing stuff like that as a dancer, um, you know, I was able to kind of meet some other creative talent who were crew, you know, cinematographers, um, composers, DPs and stuff like that. And because I had the inkling of want, wanting to push more into film and I actually wasn't even too sure how, um, that kind of that mentality because there were other expats who had been living there for a while you adopt that sort of same mentality so it was a lot easier for me to be in a place like china as a dancer to say meet these other expats and say hey you know i'm i really want to push into film i've been i've done some acting training but i really want to try and create some some films you know do some short films or directing or writing or something like that it's, it's and it was um... a lot easier for me to meet that welcoming point with a with an open mind and open arms as opposed to if i had been back here in australia or in the us or something like that where the entry point is okay cool like what what's what's your show, show me your work or what's your qualification kind of thing yeah it's really interesting isn't it because i i completely agree with that you can almost be a bit more of a blank canvas um, because everyone's there trying to figure it out and you have that yep. kind of freedom and that room to try and figure it out because there's other people doing the same thing instead of having to fit a box and then go to university for three years in order to try something new you can kind of navigate your own path 
because everyone around you is doing the same thing or you can explore different things without it being you know frowned upon or judged you know and if it doesn't work it doesn't matter you just try something else um definitely yeah i love how you just summed up everything i just said in one sentence (laughs) (laughs) it's a gift it's a gift um it is yeah i always go the long route i always take everybody the scenic route to my destination (laughs) (laughs) no but that's cool it's there's always Um, like a i i think it's like there's a lot to be said about how much experience you can have out there in a place where you know people don't know you they like you look different to what they're used to um, anything goes in terms of how you present yourself and, mm. and the fundamental uh, custom in terms of how you actually connect to, to, to get to a place where you're actually doing business is about, is about face, as we all know, right? Yeah. It's, about, it's about how you Definitely. connect with those people and it's about how they respond to you and what the fundamental feeling is before you guys get down to it. And that ultimately, yeah. I think, makes the, 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 the scope of you know, what you can achieve together. It's, it's a lot broader. It's a lot limitless. Um, or a lot more limitless it's it's mm. it's not so confined by you know this is the contract this is what we expect from you this is what we expect yeah. you to do and this is the standard that we expect from it it's um it's a little bit more free in that sense what's what's really interesting for me actually is that on um on a more personal level I've always said that and <laughs> sounds really really strange but myself and and Dane and you Phil and a very select handful of other people that I feel I have the same mindset as and as a creative I think the same I have the same moral compass and you know we've been through you know we've simultaneously gone through the same kind of things even though we're in slightly different areas of the field we've all spent a substantial amount of time in China and I wonder whether that in itself is whether that does play a part in the way that we operate not consciously but subconsciously you know you know Dane and I met um, last year, but actually, when we spoke for the first time, we realized that you know we'd kind of missed each other in China and in various other countries by a month or two. Um, but we had a very similar headset to you know the mm-hmm. way we wanted to operate. Um, so I, I do wonder if actually just the nature of being someone like that, where it is like you said, you know, you can be a blank canvas, you can try new things, you can figure things out, you can fail, and it's not frowned upon whether that does actually form the way that you operate long term well i think it's interesting you know like we have in in the east or at least let's say in the west it's kind of like we say don't mix business and friendship yeah whereas out there you wouldn't do business with someone who wasn't your friend (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know like you you build a connection you go out to the club like you you know you drink and yeah and you have a few nights out and then eventually like that person develops a rapport and a certain like uh, sense of comfort with you that they feel Mm -hmm. like oh okay this is like a down-to-earth individual who kind of has the same moral compass and the same set of values that i have and now we can work together which is totally backwards to yeah it's like the opposite way around isn't it Mm, very interesting so for like what's, yeah, what's I know you don't want to talk about your creative projects so much, but you know what are you working on now? I know you've just um, relocated back to Australia, kind of recently, um, you know, and you're obviously putting a lot of time and energy into um, you know writing feature film and short films that I hopefully will be in when we have some funding. Ha! Um, but <laughs> but you know what what are you actually working on at the moment and. I guess, you know, not necessarily the project per se, but creatively, like, where are you kind of 
looking forward to? Yeah, um, look, I mean, the, for me, the long-term plan um, is definitely feature films. Um, you know, them just being such a big part of my life growing up as a kid. I feel like my calling has always been that, but I didn't know that until I was able to go there, to go to China and kind of get exposed to that particular discipline of directing and writing. So, um, look, I think, mm, damn, I had some really good stuff in my head to say. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, yeah, I think, um, because I'm kind of just back in this completely new environment of having to start all over again, essentially, you know, when I lived in Australia, um, I was here as a dancer. So a lot of my network and a lot of my connections was within that industry. And, you know, I have to kind of pull out new playing cards now because now I'm, you know, trying to push into a field where I don't have like a lot of strong connections and, and friendships and things like this to what we were just saying. Um, so I have to like really kind of prove my worth in a way. And that's very hard to do, um, you know, as a writer director who didn't go to film school, um, who doesn't necessarily have like years of experience writing screenplays and things like that. So my kind of, um, path or how I plan to sort of get there is actually just using the experience that I've already got through dance. So, um, you know, with, with dance, you can fortunately kind of bridge into, into things like, uh, like film and, and television and, and music videos and stuff, because there is work available within those fields as a dancer. And I was able to, you know, luckily enough, um, was able to have the experience to win a lot of these things. So I've been trying to do things like get on, get onto music videos, um, you know, do creative movement, uh, you know, and using that kind of bridge to be able to connect in ways that I wouldn't be able to kind of connect with the same people because I can't take the approach of you know heading up producers or mm. or um, you know even producers who do music videos and just say oh hey like this is you know I I direct music videos for example, um, when I've only got like maybe one or two behind me to kind of show my work. But if I kind of take the approach of like, hey, look, I've, I've been a dancer for a lot of years. I have all this thorough experience to be able to pull upon, um, you know, and I've worked on music videos so much as a dancer. Like if you need help kind of with creative movement with an artist or if you plan on pulling in dancers or people that you need kind of some form of movement, then maybe I can come in and help you whether you're doing that for free or not and kind of using that transition as a as a bridge mm. um to kind of move into that industry because you just you just got to take a different approach here you know i can't i can't do what i, I was able to do in china because the mindset's different that's really um, interesting and in kind itself, of going back like... to what you were yeah kind of going back to what you were saying where it's just about how with the living in a place like china plays on your like subconscious mindset and i absolutely agree i think that just comes back to the whole thing about um you know your dna being constructed you know what your environment is you will your 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 dna and your mindset will always change it if you're in a particular environment for a certain period of time or you go through a certain amount of mm. um, experiences there so absolutely um it's definitely played i think it has definitely played a part in a key part and all three of our lives 
um, whether we're aware of it on a daily basis or not. It has, it, it, you know, that lifestyle and that, that mindset and mentality of living in, in this communist country and then transitioning back to the West again, it's it's going to be there and it's going to, it alters the way that we think, the way that we perceive um, people in general, the way that we perceive our own art. Um, yeah, it, and, changes, you know, it changes you as a person. Isn't it? It, kind of like, it does change you as a person. It changes the way that you interact with people on a business level or so on a friendship level. Um, yeah, it does. But again, subconsciously, which I think is what's most interesting because you don't consciously go, oh, in China, this is how I dealt with someone. You just operate a certain way. Yeah. Um, There's an expectation yeah. of you that is like, you have to fall in line if you want to keep your job. But then again, it's <laughs> yeah. not totally precluding you from being yourself. Actually, that's exactly what they want you to be. If you fit the role of an artist yep. and you decide, okay, well, I'm I'm here to be the creative, so I'm going to be the creative in all capacities in all capacities that I can sh- kind of showcase my talent. Well, then that's going to be seen a lot more than um, trying to put yourself in a position where you know you're trying to get ahead or achieve a certain label or position. Yeah. it's like you're yeah. you're either someone who's there to help or you're not. Yeah, you're either, you're either someone who's there to get a help. Get, sorry, you're either someone who's <laughs> there to help or you're someone who's there to get ahead. Yeah, is the difference. And and I think sure. that that's a that, that's something that I guess is really clocked very easily out there, mm-hmm. whereas here it's kind of like conflated. Yeah, it's like, definitely. It's like getting the label can be confused with actually how concerned you are with being creative or being artistic. Yeah, it, again, it's like keeping your artistic integrity is such an important thing, but I think a lot of people it gets lost along the way and it's because they've not been exposed to enough to realize what actually, like where their values really, really sit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really think that it's quite... Um, inspiring um phil that you are able to be wise enough to actually realize that without having gone to film school you can actually capitalize and and use your experience of 20 plus years which most people don't have even if it's not in the exact same field to you know push you forward into the next next kind of era of your creative journey whatever i hate that word we always just say that. yeah i hate the word journey yeah, i take it back definitely. i retract my statement i hate the word ah but <laughs> but you know like that i think a lot of people would you know and it is that mentality of you know okay i did this you know for x amount of years now i need to go back to school in order to study something new to have something new but actually you have more experience than most people would anyway so and the why world not is leverage not the same. that no it's not the same everything's online everything is exactly it's all you know quick fixes and you know everything's very attainable now where it wasn't you know 20 30 years ago yeah i think a display of your integrity is not a measure of you know how many years you're willing to spend in school especially no, if what you're doing and how many pieces of paper you have yeah, it's like, not that is it you know yeah. we, can, we can jump from field to field actually it happens all the time and really like a measure of your integrity is not about any of that at all it's just about do you respect what it is that you're doing such that you actually want to produce something of quality yeah yeah for sure definitely and, yeah and yeah I think by the time you I think do that, that it's like yeah go on uh yeah no i was just gonna say like I, I, yeah i think that's what i really appreciate about the arts is that it's not always about the, the piece of paper that you have you know it's at the end of the day like your work is your work and your experience is your experience and that's that's what speaks the most so yeah it's a lot easier um in the arts to be able to move from being a dancer to a writer to a composer um to an actor kind of thing and sort of bounce around like that without sort of needing needing to be able to prove on paper that you know a lot of other 
to, to be able to do. Yeah, um, you've built a legacy. Yeah, you've yeah, built a legacy, I, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's something that I wanted to say just about, um, you know, just how you refer to me not having uh, the film experience and things like that. So there's there's lots, um, you know, for people, maybe if there's dancers listening who are not so immersed in film that I am, as I am, um, there's like, there's a lot of people out there, you know, who are great testament to not having ever been to like film or drama school who have had entirely successful careers you know, who are at kind of the top of the industry, um, like like Tarantino, for example, who never went to film school. Yeah, know, I always find that insane that, just, that he never went to film school. That's I know, right? Nice. Like, it just proves that, it, like, at the end of the day, it, like, experience is experience. And myself, personally, one of my biggest kind of um, walls that I had to learn to break through coming into trying to push into film was that I had to actually stop denied um, stop denying that I was a dancer because that stopped me for a long time. I was kind of like walked into it with this perception of uh, if I try to, to cross into, over into this other discipline with people knowing that I used to be a dancer, I'm going to get pigeonholed and people are going to go, oh, you know, you're not really an actor, like you're a dancer kind of thing. But, you know, people like um, Channing Tatum, um, Jenna Dewan, um, uh, Tom, the guy that the Tom that plays uh, Spider Man, all have these extremely strong dance backgrounds and mm. have done extremely well in their own fields. You know, who bridged into acting, um, Channing, who now has his own production company. It's like at the end of the day, just the experience is the experience, you know. And you, I, I've learned personally anyway that you will take off more and and you will succeed more once you just um take ownership and take accountability of everything that you are without kind of um you know like compartmentalizing your careers it's just yeah it's one big thing isn't it you take that into um into acting you know your body like nobody would and if, if, if you bridge into acting and then you start doing all the movement work and stuff that they generally go through to understand their body, you have that experience and then just own it, whatever it is. I, I think, um, I feel like the discussion that we're having really revolves around what it means to be an artist, like through and through. Around, it's like, yeah. you know, like, do you understand what it is that you have in the capacity to be creative? And can you apply those yeah. things effectively on a broad scale mm. that is you know effectively unlimited the only thing that really limits us is what we decide you know we decide to put ourselves in those boxes and largely i think that that comes down to whatever craft we we predominantly study kind of like growing up or like whatever we happen to fall into but that shouldn't preclude us from understanding that we are talented to a, a much greater degree and that those talents that we have are uh, can be um I guess transferred yeah. and 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 kind of like practiced in multiple ways in many different ways and that's all just a matter of like what our interests are. So um, I, I really appreciate this conversation just because it really. Um, it, I mean, m- myself, I'm just kind of like revisiting like mm. the, everything that happened in China, like good and bad, you know. And and what it what, what I think I came out of that with was understanding that really the sky is the limit and actually you should be able to just be okay with inspiring whoever it is that's in front of you by letting them know that as you said before felt like the experience is experience it is what it is it's just you're we're all living life day to day we're all trying to be creative we're all trying to make something happen and we should be happy 
not to place those limitations on ourselves. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. All of the yes. Definitely. All of the yes. Yep. Yep. Well, I guess that's, uh, yeah. Um, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, super happy to chat with you. And it's just really nice that, you know, you're still hustling, still doing it. And, um, you know, still pushing and using everything that you have to, to get yeah. on to the next as we do, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't stop for us, does it? <laughs> it's never ending. It's, 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 yeah, it's interesting. And amongst this period that we're going through of COVID-19 with a lot of people who are very safe with their nine to five, who, um, <laughs> you know, are sort of like now flushing. The so entire, getting a glimpse like, of our lives, Bill. <laughs> yeah, with all this thing of like, oh, I'm so bored. What do we do? Oh, now how am I going to get my next paycheck? It's like, guys, welcome to our world. Thank Welcome you. Yes. <laughs> Maybe now we'll get the appreciation and respect that we deserve. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, I think that's the, such a perfect note yeah. to finish on. Like, yeah, yeah let's give artists the, the credit and the Absolutely. appreciation they yes. deserve. Absolutely. Yes. Understand that the hustle that Indeed. we go through, you know, on a day to day, on a week to week, month to month, year to year basis, as we con, as we as we encounter all, you know, all of the struggles that it means to be an artist and to be creative in the field, is uh, is not what the world considers normal, Mm-mm. and that's something that we should really value and understand that there's there's great strength in that, and there's great strength in the perseverance to continue. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. I just want to finish just by saying thank you guys so much for having me. Um, I think this this podcast is definitely something that that a lot of artists need during a time like this. Um, You know, it's a great symbol of us being able to come together and support each other and our community, not only in our time like this of what we're going through, but this should be happening all around. So this is just a nice, healthy reminder for artists and everyone in general to just pull together and only you know we're gonna go far as a team not alone hell yeah yeah what you said (laughs) 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 oh thank you all right (laughs) well we'll sign off phil thanks for coming on cool appreciate y'all take care